This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation! Give me a golf course. 70 courses! Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursions? We're watching. Time for chill vibes. Beach yoga. How about a garden tour? Mount Park. Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hello, and welcome to Saber Production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an interview for you uh, with Hawa Hassan. Yes, uh, she is the CEO and founder of Boss Boss Somali Foods, which makes these awesome hot sauces. And Mm -hmm. uh, recently, on October 13th, she debuted her first cookbook, which was this absolutely gorgeous ode to East African cuisine, um, and all of the the grandmothers behind it are BBs, and it's called In BB's Kitchen. And it's also co-authored by Julia Tertian. Um, and it was just a lovely conversation. I got some uh, seasoning from Lauren out of it. That was delicious. <laughs> um, it's just a, it's a really beautiful piece of work. Yeah, yes. Oh my gosh. Um, and uh, the the last time that Hawa was on the show back in 2018, um, she and, and Julia were talking about Equity at the Table, or EAT, which is a project that, that fights gender and racial discrimination in the food industry by helping foster connections among, among members of that community who've been historically at a disadvantage. Yeah, and, and you can see that how important that is to her in this book as well. And it's, I I just loved how it was set up where it's like context of where these recipes come from, there's history. Mm -hmm. And then you do have these interviews with these women about um, what they grew up eating and what feels like home and what recipes 
remind them of home. Yeah, and and just these these stories and these voices um, that that we don't we don't typically hear, especially here in the United States. Yeah, and um, when asked about this book, Hawa said, "My number one goal in all the work I do is preserving community through stories. No one was talking to older women about food. No one was keeping those stories. One thing white people ask is how I found all these people. I think that they don't understand the depth of community and what it means to share. This book honors these women and their stories through their recipes." These stories don't get told at this level if there is no personal connection. I hope that people walk away from the book and not only cook for each other, but are also inspired by what took place in this book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really lovely. Um, and just, we wanted to give a quick background on her because she's had a pretty, pretty amazing, interesting life. Yeah. Um, so she was born in Somalia during that country's civil war. Her mother, her four siblings, and her um, went to, they fled to a Kenyan refugee camp. And when she was seven, which was 1993, uh, she moved by herself to Seattle to live with a family friend. She didn't see her family for 15 years. Um, She did have a brief stint in modeling, but didn't like how she couldn't control the story of it. Yeah. She moved to NYC in 2005, but she was frustrated by the lack of opportunities for Black women. So she went to Oslo Yes, Norway, and reunited with her family. Uh, Now, nine other siblings were in that family. At the time, she wanted to start a juice business, and she brought her a Vitamix with this in mind, but her mother told her it was too late for that. She'd missed the Too late for juices, yes. (laughs) Yes. Still, Hawa drew up a business plan, but noticed that her family was eating the sauces she was making for them in this Vitamix. Um, And she got the idea to start this positive conversation about being Somali through food. She returned to Seattle and got to work setting up Boss Boss with the help of her mom and other female entrepreneurs, which I love. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, so so she started that in uh, 2014, this line of hot sauces and chutneys um, inspired by these heirloom recipes. And uh, a Boss Boss comes from the Somali word for chili, by the way. And, um, and yeah, while working on that, got the idea to put together this book. And um, we are so excited to share the story of it um, and, and a little bit of, uh, of, of her inspiration behind it with you. Yes. So I suppose without further buildup, we should let past Lauren and Annie take it away. Mm-hmm. So Hawa, hi. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. Thank you, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um so so the last time that you that you spoke with us about um equity at the table back in 2018, you know, 30 million years ago. Um, along, <laughs> along with uh Julia Tertian, um uh you you were you were talking in that interview. I listened back to it and it really struck me that you were you were talking about how food and sitting down at a table um, is something that that fosters connections. And so I was wondering, were you already working on this book uh, back then? Um, yeah, it depends on when it was in 2018, but I went to hmm. Julia about this book around 2017. Um, so yeah, I guess we were working on it. The book sold in 2018. Today, actually, two years ago, it was announced that it sold. Oh, wow. It came up on huh. my... It came up on my memory on Instagram. It was like two years ago. This is what you were doing. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> the the only way that I ever know about anything that I've done in the past is when <laughs> Facebook or Instagram remind me. Um, but uh, would, you, would you walk us through the story of, of how you conceived of this project and how you brought it to life? Um, so when I started my business in 2014, I started to think about how I would be able to launch just anything Africa into the West. Like, what would that take? How do people in the West consume things? Is it through narratives? Is it through music? Like, what are the steps into bringing something into the world where I live, right? Like, I've lived here since 1993. And so I've obviously been in a great consumer. I've learned to become a great consumer and I've had a struggle with that over the years. Like I'm a good consumer and then I don't consume anything for a long time and then I overdose. But I wrote it in my business plan in 2014. A friend of mine advised me. He said, put down on paper how you plan to take this business from your kitchen and then write down the next seven years. And so in in year four, I had that I was going to write this book And then while I was writing the book, I was going to pitch a TV show. But ultimately what my life would become would be traveling around the world and telling these type of stories. And so I wanted to develop stories that I hadn't seen in mainstream media. And I wanted to have a conversation about the woman who had been the center of my life and my saving grace for so long. And I just couldn't figure out why that wasn't happening. And It wasn't for me about like, you know, this comes first and that comes second and this comes third. But it really was like, it might be a mess, but you've got to bring these things to life. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, and part of what brings all of this to life in in your book is the um, the beautiful photography. Um, And you uh, you were you were working with a photographer who who's who's in East Africa, right? Yes. Khalija Khalija Farah, um, another Somali who has some roots in Dallas, but born and raised in Nairobi. I saw her, I I had a friend in Tanzania named Kate. And I called Kate and I was like, this was again in 2017. I was like, I'm going to do this book and I need help because it has to be Africa. (laughs) And Kate, who's incredible and she's an oral historian who tells stories about how the Germans occupied Tanzania sent me maybe 15 African photographers. And I was immediately drawn to Khadija. I was like, what are the odds that two Somali girls get to work together in this capacity? Um, And then I was like, what about both of our names, like being on a book that's never happened before? (laughs) And so then I went on a journey with Khadija for three years and it's been a nice one. Uh, How did you all decide um, what... What areas and what women and what stories and recipes to finally include? So the idea for this book was really clear. It was one woman I could not find in media that mm-hmm. represented my world. Two, it was about Africa at large. So for me, it was it was bigger than Somalia. And I don't mean all 54 countries, but I, I didn't want to overwhelm people. You didn't. I didn't want people to flip <laughs> and then every other page there somewhere else, right? Yeah, yeah. So I thought, what is a way that I can, from a business perspective, how can I help the consumer understand flavors of the continent? And I knew I could easily do that through the Indian Ocean. So the thread of this book, there's two threads. One comes first, which is the grandmothers, the babies. And then the second mm-hmm. is, is 
the Indian Ocean. And so that that's yeah. what the book is based on. It's based on the Indian Ocean and, and grandmother's stories and recipes. Yeah, and um, right, it, it, it is a bunch of history that every time that we do a topic for for this show, I wind up learning so much about about different places and cultures and specific histories, and you know, th- through the story of of these foods and how they got to there, and um, and and the different influences that brought, you know, like the Cuban sandwich to life, or um, mm. or anything in or jambalaya or something like that, and. Uh, and so, so reading through this book, I was really struck by just how how hard our education system fails us, first of all. <laughs> but also, yeah, just it's so wonderful that you were able to put those histories in, into there and, and to help tell these people's stories through that. Um, but, but, but you had a little bit of a struggle finding a publisher, didn't you? Um, yeah, I, I think that ultimately what we wanted to do was make sure that whoever took on this project could follow through on what we thought would really change the next two, three years for other people who were going to be making cookbooks. And for me, it was really important to land at the right table. And so the book was sent out to everyone. And 10 Speed was the only group that said, we love this. (laughs) We interviewed with other people, if I'm being honest. 10 Speed was genuinely interested in learning and stepping a lot further out. Speaking of learning, what would you say that you learned from, from working on this project and with all of these amazing women? To be flexible, to not be attached to outcomes, that nothing more than the moment matters. You know, you talk to these women and they're talking to you about their past. And it was For me, it was really refreshing to stand in someone else's past when I'm so worried about the present. And I walked away from this project feeling like anything is possible if I'm able to approach it from a place of I'm not really attached to the outcome. Hmm. So that's been really my takeaway from this. Do you have a favorite recipe in the book? Well, because I'm Somali, I would say like anything in the Somali chapter, but that would be just silly. Um, I, I think that the thing that I loved the most was one of the things that I learned was the many different uses of coconut milk. Because we don't use coconut milk like that in Somalia. We use it here and there in the stews. But for me, the use of coconut milk was a big takeaway. And just how similar every BB was to the others. It was crazy to me to, like, (laughs) how could they be from French-speaking countries, English-speaking countries, you know, um, Italian-speaking countries, Dutch-speaking countries, but still all have so many stories that are so rooted in the same experience. We have some more of our interview with Hawa, but first we have a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. 
And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Let's get back into it. Would you Would you tell us about your BB's kitchen? So my grandmother, similar to my mom, I guess if my mom comes from chaos, so does my grandmother. My grandmother is not, she is not a cook. <laughs> she gives a lot of instructions as my mom does. My grandmother had a lot of daughters in the same way that my mom did. My mom had five daughters. And so my mom is much more of the person who works outside the house. And in my grandmother's experience, that was also true. And so her kitchen was filled with aunties. It was filled with cousins that were older. It still is. And oftentimes the gatekeeper of her kitchen was my little sister, Hoden, who now is a mom to two kids and lives in Norway. But my sister Hoden was the one who did the mending of her kitchen as we were growing up because she lived with my grandmother in the country. And so, yeah, that's, I guess, what I would say about my grandma's kitchen. My ayayo. Uh, where, um, where did you learn to cook? At other people's homes. Yeah. At, you know, in my apartment in Fort Greene when I moved here of age at 19, traveling. I've lived all over the world. And, you know, I, today I was looking through photos of me in Cape Town in 2009. It was 11 years ago, which seems like a lifetime ago. So at the foot of other chefs there, but mainly from the women in my life, my friends' moms, my friends' grandmothers. And then the very beginning of it really started with just having to be an extra hand in my family from the age of four to seven. A lot, a lot of what you're talking about and, and a lot of the stories in this book talk about um, are, are these communities and these communal spaces. Um, and so I, I know that this is like a really loaded question right now, um, but, uh, but 
But how are you doing? Um, you know, with with, with COVID, we're, we're dealing with this loss of these of these communal spaces. Uh, how how are you coping? I haven't, if I'm being really honest, I haven't lost a sense of community because I've spent most of my COVID serving the people in my neighborhood. I've said this before and I'll say it again, but one in four kids in New York City are starving. So I've, I've spent a big part of my energy before going on promotion for this cookbook, figuring out how to support that effort. So we work closely with Brotherhood Sister Soul. They feed 600 people per week. We join them every other week in our efforts. Prior to that, we're feeding all six hospitals in Brooklyn every week. So maybe the form of community and gathering has changed for me in that it's no longer about what Hawa likes and what Hawa wants to do but more about like, what do I have to do in Fort Greene and how can I be of service to the people around me? And so I've spent, I, I spent March to now trying to figure out how to make that more seamless so that I'm not always burnt out. But personally, I'm, I don't know if I'm coming or going. <laughs> huh. uh, that's completely relatable um, to, uh, <laughs> No, that's that, that that's really wonderful. Um, I'm I'm so glad that you're that you're getting to work with that, and that's been one of the most remarkable things to me watching during the pandemic and the shutdown. The way that food industry and uh, and and home cooks have come together to help feed people and to help figure out, like, okay, like if if this infrastructure is kind of breaking down, like, what do we like? How do we get? How do we support the farmers? How do we support? people who are out of work right now. How do we, you know, get, how do we feed everyone? And, and so, and it totally makes sense that, that you would have jumped right in from, from what you were talking about um, when, when you and Julia were talking about like feed the resistance and um, all that kind of stuff. I think that I, I don't like that so many people had to suffer and are still suffering during COVID, but I honest to goodness think that the saving grace of this thing has been, there's a trigger, a small grain has changed in the fabric of the people in this country. And I, and I hope for the better. I mean, we'll find out in November, but huh, yeah, in that people are really worried about their next door neighbor in a way that they haven't been in a long time. We've got a little bit more of this interview for you, but first we've got one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Ready? Okay. Give me a beach. Beach! Give me great food. Tacos! Give me adventure. Hiking! Give me a date night. Sunset cruise! Give me some smiles. Cheese! Give me more beaches. Beaches! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. 
celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. And back to the interview. What are you, what are you hoping for the future? I mean, you know, November aside, um, uh, for, <laughs> for, for this book and for your business and for yourself. Um, and, and do you have any new projects in the works? For this project, I hope that people are able to see themselves in it. Um, I hope that people feel really close to it. This is, this is not a how a project, you know. Uh, this is so much more about the BBs and the countries in it than it is about me. Uh, and I hope that everybody adopts these recipes and makes it their own, you know. That's what's so exciting to me is the idea that this could be so much more bigger than just a book. And for myself, I hope to be somebody who makes room for other people. Um, I'm working on being patient. So, uh, and, and in that, like, in patient and like trusting that what is coming is good and not, you know, not hiding out in fear and worrying just about like how it might affect me and people who look like me. And for my business, I hope that, you know, Best Best grows on and makes more room for other people who can make similar things and, you know, that it gets to sit alongside Heinz and and there's not a second thought about it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh, I, part, part of my, part of my homework this week, and in addition to reading a lot about cannibalism, um, was, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I made, um, I made the, the Somali spice blend, um, uh, hawash. Is that I, how you say I it? think I saw that on the internet. You made hawash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, um, and I made your, I made your, uh, pasta sauce with it or my own take on it. Cause I can't, I, I shouldn't. It. 
How was it? <laughs> oh, it was so good. And it filled, oh man, like making making this spice blend filled my house with the most amazing kind of, to, to my palate, surprising combination of, because you've got all of those, like like as, as like a European-American, um, all of these spices, the clove and the cinnamon um, and the cardamom that remind me of like a pie spice, like a dessert holiday mm-hmm. kind, of, kind of thing. And then layering in these things that I traditionally associate again as a as a white girl with like with like either Italian or um or maybe like like Mexican like Spanish Mexican cooking the cilantro and the coriander mm. and the cumin um and so so to my palate it's 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 very surprising but then in a way that just makes perfect sense like it's it's not it's so good um so think oh. I don't know just thank you so much <laughs> for sharing that with me um I, and Annie I and it was all stuff that I had in my cupboard. And Annie, I know that you don't have the same kind of cupboard, and so I'm going to bring you some. Oh. Yes. Yes. Make, make a small jar for Annie. Like a starter yes. jar. Yes. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> yeah, there are so many recipes in the book um, that I'm very excited to try. And it's just a beautiful book. And congrats on doing that, by the way, because I know it's not easy. And I love that it provides these recipes and these stories provide this history and this context and just over and over again, the importance of food and human connection and um, community and celebrating home cooks and recipes as stories, as history and the importance of preserving those things and passing them on. Why do you think that's important? And has that always been something that has been important to you? I don't know that it has, honestly. Um you know, I spent a great deal of my life trying, to, not my life, but like a big part of my Seattle upbringing, trying to get away from myself, right? Like trying to get away from this identity. I was like, I'm not Somali. Oh. Meanwhile, it's like, no, you are. We've seen your forehead. Um, <laughs> but it only became important to me when I came around to myself. So when I got in deep, relationship with me I was like oh the essence of me is Somali it's what Somali people call nima like you've got the Somali nima like your essence is Somali right and that's when it dawned on me like what what is what is this life of mine in New York that I'm trying to preserve so hard what is it about this modeling world that I'm trying to fit into so badly when it so desperately rejects me like when it doesn't want me and that's when it became really clear to me after spending lots of time with my sisters and my mom and my brothers, I had something to offer and I had something to pass on and I had something to preserve. And maybe it wasn't a part of the narrative already. And so what I really hope for in just in me and how I present myself and who I am is I don't care if the person is African. If they're Cambodian, I want them to preserve their stories for themselves. I want them to be able to share their grandmother's stories with their children because so much has been lost from countries that, you know, have been devastated by civil war plus, 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 um, and people who've been just completely uprooted, right? And so I now it is, but it wasn't always important for me to preserve and pass on. And when I think about having little Somali daughters, I'm like, how do I, how, how do I start creating things that my children are proud of? Because uh, they're going to have to know about this stuff, right? Like 
I, I'm so thankful I have a life now where my daughters will grow up with hawaj in our in our pantry and they'll know how to make barbere from scratch and sabaya making will come natural to them where for me I spent you know for a long time I was like this is this is not who I'm gonna become I'm gonna be a modern American woman <laughs> I don't even know what that means but <laughs> None of no us do. Does. That's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was another beautiful piece of this is just the emphasis you put on these strong women and generations of strong women and supporting women supporting each other. That was just really gorgeous. Thank you. <laughs> it's nice to see. Thank mm-hmm. you, Andy. Is there anything else that you would like to discuss that we haven't uh, touched on? I hope that anyone who's listening to this podcast and anyone who has the capacity to give something new a try does, you know, the world is grand and um, don't, don't get stuck in your corners, you know? Where can the good listeners find you? Just on Instagram at Hawa Hassan or at bestbestsauce.com on the internet or at bestbestsauce Instagram. <laughs> Excellent. And the book, of course. Yes. <laughs> Everywhere books are sold. That brings us to the end of this, our interview. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed doing it, as always. We always we get to meet the coolest people <laughs> through this. Yes. Oh, all the time. I, I, feel, I feel so lucky every time we get to have a conversation like this just, you know, with, with with someone who has lived such an amazing life and is doing such amazing things and, and and sharing stories like this. And this is a gorgeous cookbook. I really cannot recommend enough that y'all go check it out. Oh, yeah. I am so excited to try try so many of these recipes. And I love, too, how it's it's just so approachable. Mm-hmm. Um, I Because I, I'm somebody who does get intimidated just by, like, recipes in general. I'm a very, like... <laughs> <laughs> Even though I have cooked things that are difficult, I just, I'll be like, well, it's not worth the effort. But a lot of times it absolutely is worth the effort and the effort isn't that much anyway. You're, you'll be fine. <laughs> so I, I love how it kind of lays out like you, you're gonna, you got this. <laughs> yeah, it does. It does. Yes. Um, so absolutely go check it out. Uh, and in the meantime, if you would like to send us what you're cooking uh, during this, our quarantine times, we would love to hear it. You can email us at hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media, so you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at SaverPod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks as always to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. 
Ready? Let's go. Give me a vacation. Vacation. Give me a golf course. 70 courses. Let's get a water sport. Can I get excursion? Time for chill vibes. Beach, How about a garden tour? Give me a dolphin. What's that spell? San Diego. If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your trip at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.